On this episode of the Quick Pop Podcast, the gang takes a look at the Last Ride docuseries, making a deeper look at the last few years of Undertaker's career. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ace of Spades Card here once again with another great episode of the Quick Pop Podcast. For those of you listening, we are glad that you are here today once again to talk about wrestling and all things wrestling and all the promotions. Though we are going to be very specific today, I am once again joined by my co-hosts Jake and some nerd. Uh, if they would like to introduce themselves and you know how you've been doing. What up, man? I've been uh. <laughs> working working a lot and uh catching up on this taker doc oh yeah that's the, basically my life the last ride yeah <laughs> that's the, the specific, thing I, we're gonna talk about I, you know well, that thing i think there's a third person gonna talk about it if I you would, can get the giggles out that's screw, screw that guy uh <laughs> no we do have a third <laughs> guest with <laughs> us this is, this is ron this is me it's it's the boy first time caller uh long time set pile of garbage it. Um, no, we, we are going to talk well, about before, what before we get started. Did everyone celebrate the 4th of July the right way uh, by rewatching the day like Luger slammed Yokozuna and saved America? Dude, I stayed at the home. reason I we celebrate the 4th of July. That is the reason we celebrate that he defeated, uh, yeah. uh yeah. The Japanese Samoans. He defeated well, the Japanese Samoans well, we and like, body slammed them on a on a, Jake, uh, an aircraft Jake, carrier. Jake, we like the, the Japanese, and let's not talk about defeating the Germans with aircraft carriers. It's probably a bad look. <laughs> bad take, Jake. I'm, 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 bad take, Jake. Bad take, new, Jake. <laughs> new nickname. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Yes. Uh, you Did y'all just make a new gimmick for me? Do I just need to like constantly take like random bad takes? Yep. Uh, starting now or okay. retroactive? Because trust me, um, today we've been we... doing it for years. <laughs> uh, What's there's, up? There's a little bit of snark today. I'm feeling good. Do you know why I'm feeling good? Because I've got the cool, refreshing taste of balls. Energy drink <laughs> that is. Ace just busted out his balls live on the internet. Uh, we can't do that on Twitch. So, Twitch, don't look. Uh, definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely not busting out my balls. OnlyFans.com slash Ace's face card. If Ace's Never. stream gets taken down tonight or tomorrow, we know why. So you're Never. not going to subscribe to my OnlyFans? <laughs> Ron. No. What? And also... No. Oh, and also... No. Um... Let's get but stuck. maybe Ace, that you remember that one time? <gasps> that one time that I was like, no, no, no. Uh, the Undertaker, you know him, you love him. Hopefully, if not, didn't get out. We don't like need that kind of negativity uh, up this in is here. Not going to be the episode for you. This yeah. will definitely not. If you're like, oh man, I've hated Taker yeah. for the last thirty years, then have I got news for you? Oh, it's yeah, gonna suck. Like <laughs> um i i i think it's safe to say that uh we've all seen the last ride documentary series uh yeah. which was teased yes. to us right before uh wrestlemania i believe it was and so I was, yeah, well, yeah that it was coming didn't it start after yeah, mania they were well yeah but they were talking about like oh and stay tuned like they had uh, they were talking about the documentary of uh the last ride yeah. undertaker's last ride yeah they were talking about yeah. the documentary after uh after like like it comes on after wrestlemania and we were all like excuse me um but so i can, I can remember i can distinctly remember all the way back then that I was like, excuse me? Uh, because I, I, uh, even though we know what we know after watching the last ride, which we'll get into later, I was convinced that like they were like, eh, see, see what's going to happen? And I, I didn't want that. 
Yeah. But yeah. like I said, uh, it, it was really cool that like Taker like went up to Vince and's like, "All right, bro, let me tell you the details. I want a documentary team to cover my life until I say don't cover it anymore." <laughs> and Vince was like, "That's such good stuff." Can we agree that like <laughs> watching through all of the the documentary, it was really nice seeing how I don't know some people treated some of the wrestlers treated him with like a reverence that he you know earned i guess uh yeah yeah but some of them also treated him just like oh look it's you like they treated oh, him like with respect the yeah they treated him like res with respect but also you know at the same time like understanding that he's human i guess is what i would say yeah um well, i yeah. thought that i thought that was really interesting uh, and to see yeah, like it, it just some of the behind the scenes, breaks, it kind of breaks it a little bit because you think you know when you see the Undertaker, uh, everyone's like, "Oh, let's here you go, uh, here's the the red red carpet yeah, for the like, Undertaker," and he's just like walking around, and they're like, "Yo, what's up, Take?" And they're like, "Yeah, I appreciate you." Yeah, yeah, there's definitely certain people where you're you're convinced that uh, that they you know are going to just be like the respect that they are supposed to get what where is it yeah, yeah. Where i just it? i thought like from wrestlemania i was blown away that they actually were going to do a documentary on taker you know the guy yeah. that yeah. kayfabe never died the guy that was i mean it even talked about it in the documentary like after he got that character like if he was going out he was wearing black so at least even if he wasn't the undertaker he at least looked something like that character and just the guy that would never break character in public never do all that the fact that he would even be like okay it's towards the end of my career let's film this let's finally give people a peek behind the curtain let's let them see who i am what i'm going through and what i do I just I, I thought that was that was awesome because it, it easily could have not have gone this way. Undertaker could have been so old school that he's like, nah, I'll talk about it when I retire. But the fact that he actually is like letting you see what's going on. It's uh, it's also that, neat. That was really cool. It's also neat that uh he he didn't do the normal bit where uh you know you go out on your back, you go out on your shield or whatever. Uh, I think well, he's you one of that, like later on though. Well, yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying yeah. though is like, even knowing what we know now, like I feel like he's one of the few people that deserves the way he went out. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. If there's yeah. anybody yeah. that was gonna get that kind of treatment, it'd it be has him. To be taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said last um, time, uh, he has a throne. He has a throne at each arena that he's in. Yeah, he don't just... sit in the throne. This is take your seat, please yeah. move. Um, so, my favorite part of the documentary, I'd say, because it was very, very early on, was episode two, right after um, the WrestleMania match with Roman Reigns, where he goes to get uh, the hip surgery, uh -huh. and they roll him into surgery. And the second <gasps> they roll him into surgery, I start hearing the Undertaker's music, and, and you I thought was, it was, I was just like, like oh, that's <laughs> funny, they're playing it over. And then the doctors are even like, oh yeah, we prepped your your your, your uh, entrance music for this. I'm like, these guys are yeah. playing the dead man's funeral march as they are rolling him in. <laughs> He's the only one they could get that away surgery. with, though. He's the only one that you could get right. away with that. Uh, but that that is just that was no, just I, so I'm funny right there with me. you. Like so I was, amusing. I was hearing it, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, you know, because he's the Undertaker." And then he says, "Like the last thing I heard was uh was my entrance music playing before I went, yeah. you know, went under." And I was like, "Only him could you get away with playing a death march in in surgery, <laughs> right? Right." That being said, I thought one of those totally surgeons easy. was a mark. I think oh, all yeah. of them were. All of them were. <laughs> they were like, but the right. main one was definitely, he no. definitely won. Because you know what I like to imagine? You know, they're all like, you know, getting uh, divvied out all the different uh, operations or whatever. And so one was like, all right, uh, who's going to do such and such, you know, surgery on Mrs. Winters or whatever. And so, you know, they're all like, oh, well, I'll take it. I'll volunteer for that. And you know that they're sitting there in the meeting and someone was like, all right. And then we've got a uh, hip surgery on Mr. Calloway. And some guy like lit up and was like, I'll do it. <laughs> he raises his hand. I got I it. I will. I will do it. <laughs> Excuse me, teacher. I would like to take this one. 
And they're all like, really? <laughs> really? You're ex- excited to just I, I do, do a hip surgery? Well, no, I imagine people. he played it off just like, no, 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 I'd like to do this hip surgery. It'd be good practice. And just didn't clue anyone in on like who Mr. Callaway was. And then he, he like walks behind the corner and he's just like, Oh, you just no. Ladies he walks gentlemen, behind the corner. I'm working on Taker. He just walks behind the corner, and you just hear ah. <laughs> just ah! I did it. I, I want. Yeah. He's like, ah! did he retire? Did he retire after doing that surgery? He probably retired after that. Oh, you know what? Like, I'm just, just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. If one of the doctors didn't just like while everyone was like, you know, like after the surgery was done, they've closed him up. They're prepping him to roll out. If they didn't just kind of look around and then just go lay on top of him. All right, somebody count. I'm going to get a pinfall on Taker. You know, I think, oh, wouldn't it be cool if just like you just pin the Taker while he's asleep? Yeah, you're just like. That would be cool. You just have somebody come in with a ref outfit just to act like they're counting. Although, hey guys, so I really want to see like the, the entire footage of, of the last ride. You know what, though, so guys, knowing the Undertaker, I could see it. Or Thirty years. Go ahead. Yes, here in about twenty-five or thirty years, we have an idea for how our truth loses the twenty-four-seven title. <laughs> After like surgery, surgery, the doctor pins him, and it turns out to be like whoever doesn't really need a push right now because they're not going anywhere. Oh, did I just call out the twenty-four-seven <laughs> title? Why did oh. you have to bring truth into this? We were having fun. You technically brought truth into this. We had a we had a I great did. time and killed it. You technically brought truth in first, though. Yeah, but me yeah. and Ron was having fun, and you shot it dead. Well, no, no, that's no. Because yeah, we were all having fun. And, just... and your bad take, Jake. Well, bad take. I didn't have the take. He had the bad take. You, you the blamed. Take, Jake. You blamed me for bringing truth into this. Really, you brought truth in first. Oh, I brought truth into it, and then you killed the fun. No, I just Enough spoke truth on truth. I won't have fun with the podcast anymore. Let's talk about the documentary. Let's you talk about talk Taker. You want fantasy booking. I want this scenario to play out where they tried to pin The Undertaker, and then while he's still sedated, he sits <laughs> up reflexively. And they're just like, oh, jeez. Oh, like, he he does that under anesthesia. <laughs> yeah, he, just he, goes, just, he sits up, and they're just like, break the count, break the count. <laughs> he needs to go back. <laughs> Back under, back under, back under, back under. Play his music, play his music. And you can hear some. You can hear like one of like the students watching the surgery. And he's like, "Yeah, that's a work." <laughs> man, that's fake. Oh man! So that was your. So that was your. The surgery was predetermined. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, they knew he. I hope they weren't having a shoot surgery. Please, please, any surgeons who are out there listening, if for some reason you like in the future are like operating on me, please make it a work. Do not shoot surgery me. That's all I'm asking. He does. He does not want the kayfabe surgery. He doesn't want the kayfabe. What if, what if I could be your surgeon? I want completely script. No, God, I'll just die. No, you won't. I played Operation. I, I've played. I, I, hey. Hey, Ace, he's really good at operations. I would drink, really drink a whole case of the delicious, great flavor of Ball's Guarana Energy Drink original flavor and just die. Oh, you got them Guarana Balls? You got them Guarana Balls, Ace? I don't know how to answer that question, like but, but okay. You um, say yes, and you move on. <laughs> oh, me. You say yes, and then we, just go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. So, we are now nearly 15 minutes into the podcast, and I think we've mentioned The Undertaker like three times, maybe. And and those were all where we were talking about how we want him to get pinned on the surgery table. Uh, but, uh, back to the original point. Back to the original point. I 100% agree that that was a really neat touch that the surgeons were playing his entrance music yeah. when they were doing the surgery. Yeah. It also made me, like, there was also the, the nice moment when he, you know, after it, he was like walking normal, and you're just like, you know what? Not all surgeries have to be life like ending or whatever. There are surgeries out there that are, yeah. you know, life improving. Yeah. Although I think it also uh, to me to see like the tools that they were using. Oh, because God. it was crazy to see like because I oh, use yeah, like power tools like that. 
Yeah. Dude, that oh. power drill with the like, stitch that they're just sitting there rrr, rrr, and, like into him. I, was I like, just I cringe because like I know how those drills work. Yeah, I was like, could and... you just could you stop? That's a human. Taker oh. is a cyborg. That's it's end of story. He, he's definitely Dude, a cyborg take, now. I want to be I want to be as tough as Taker when I grow up. I hope someday I can oh, be it's that impossible. tough. It's impossible. Yeah, like after those matches, you see like all the scars, the bruising, the cuts. Like yeah. it is oh. so gnarly. That's what I loved about when they were uh, doing the chapter five where they were talking about the Boneyard match. Uh, mm-hmm. When he was like, yeah, we had to like stop production because I punched the window and, uh, you know, messed up my Dude, arm. I was glad they, they talked about that because when I saw that live and he punched it and like you could see his arm, I'm like, he actually cut himself. Either that or they had really good prosthetics. Yeah. So when he was like, yeah, I actually punched the glass, I was like, I thought so, because when watching it that, looked... I was like, that looked like a real cut. That yeah. doesn't look fake at all. Either they were really well-placed, you know, in the edited cut with the cuts, but, like, that, that looked good. That being said, I, I, I watch that match differently now, now that he talks about what the news he got, like, right before that. That was yeah. uh, that was a little heartbreaking because then it was like I don't know you almost feel just a tinge of bad for enjoying it because you're just like knowing now knowing what mindset he was in when he was trying to film that you're like yeah. oh I don't want to like this anymore yeah no I, I I agree like when I when I heard that when I was watched for the first time uh that that was heartbreaking to hear that like that happened. And then he had to do a boneyard match, which is basically a buried alive match. That's that's not a good mindset to be in. Go, having to do that type of match, man. That's yeah. But but he pulled through. Like he he did what Taker yeah. does. Well, yeah, and that's it, what Taker does. Yeah. Like that's what makes him him. Is he like not not I mean, that like I ever person. want him to get the worst news, but he can get the worst news and continue. Yeah. But I think, like near the end, like near the end of his career, uh, I think he's even said it that he involved more of his family life into into the WWE than he had uh, originally anticipated. Yeah, like so he had his the, kids there a lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like yeah. the moment there at the end when he was like he's constantly asking his kids like uh how they thought about the match and his little girl got mad that he beat John Cena and then his little girl got mad that he beat uh AJ Styles. <laughs> and so he just gets all he does exactly what I do and just be like, you know what? I'm glad I beat him. I beat him good. Yeah, he lost good. <laughs> like I was like, that's a hundred percent what I would do. Just like, all right, cool, we'll play that game. I, I will I will beat any kid's hero. I will do that. That's what I do. I am a hero beater. I beat those heroes good. Sponsored by Balls. Um... Balls, the original <laughs> hero beater. Oh, my lord. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm lightheaded. Oh, you oh think? I'm lightheaded. You know what you yeah, need? You know what you need? Razor. <laughs> I, I, I meant I meant balls. Uh, original flavored Garana infused Dude, I, energy drink. I, I could, bro. I could always get balls. I could always get balls, sir. I think they come in cans. I'm gonna order a set of cans. But that's not either here or there. Uh, another. So I think the coolest thing about all this uh, was seeing some of the moments where like they were keeping Taker a secret. Uh, like the moment where he was uh, gonna debut yeah. against John Cena, like he was driving around in a shrouded golf cart the whole time. Like you know, if he was outside of it, it was like no, 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 get in here, get in here, get in here. It was like super weird because you know what it made me think of immediately. It made me think of the Hardys debut and how they probably treated them the exact same way. Yeah, yeah. When they when they returned at uh, thirty two, like, like a complete and total secret. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I also thought what was interesting about that match is because I remember seeing it and like thinking, like, wow, that's a really short match. But what was interesting is like, obviously they made it short because the year before Taker gassed out against Roman. They didn't want to, you know, hurt him. They wanted to give him time to still look good. But it's interesting that like the hip surgery went so well that even he was like, I oh, wanted yeah. a longer match. Like, yeah, like he was longer. upset that like he didn't get to go longer. I thought that was really wild uh, to think about. 
Also, yeah. also, uh, the fact that Cash Wheeler was like pivotal. It, no, wait, no, I'm thinking of wrong documentary. My You're bad. thinking of Carry the on. wrong documentary. You're think. Uh, are you think? Wait. Are you thinking, thinking of uh you're thinking of the edge one, but you are technically yeah. on the right track. It was Primo that helped him get back into shape. Yeah, yes. yeah. So you yeah, were on the right track. Right track, wrong uh, uh, documentary. Right track, wrong... Yeah. But it was cool wrong though. Track, was... Right destination? Yes. Just you didn't have the right passenger on on board. Uh but it was cool though, because like I I honestly my life. true. Uh if you had asked me like Hey, who do you think the wrestler would, or who do you think uh, the Undertaker would pick as like the wrestler to help him like get back into ring shape? Primo wouldn't have even Kane. been on the list. Yeah. Kane. Well, I would think like Kane. I could see his wife. I'm sure he knows some other wrestling buddies from way back in the day. Primo would not have been on the list of people that I expected to, uh, you know, get help him back. Him yeah, yeah, get back into ring shape. Uh, but it was cool though because it was like. Everyone looks at Primo as I wouldn't say they look at him as a, a laughing stock, but like he's never really had a great successful run in the WWE. Um, so it was cool to see that, like, hey, even if he never had anything that he could call like his claim to fame or his, you know, like, oh yeah, we did that, like he could be like, I helped the Undertaker get back into ring shape. Yeah. So that was well, cool. I mean, there's a lot of the guys that they don't use huge like Primo. Uh, or anyone like that that like Adam Rose. they are solid workers they just for whatever reason didn't become huge talent those guys tend to be the ones that help out more uh Joey Mercury comes to mind yeah he I became was gonna like say, yeah. And stuff like that yeah before he got his face busted up or was that uh <laughs> was that Mercury no, that's or Joey was Mercury that got face busted open by like, yeah. yeah like completely broke his nose yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that was that was is is one of the um, Seth Rollins cronies um uh, yeah Jay and Jay Security. Uh, Jay and Jay Security. One of the uh, other things that I liked is once they started getting towards the end of the documentary, they also went further back and discussed and showed us things and and had him talk about things that necessarily wasn't live in the documentary. Like they did the whole four year span with the two matches with Sean and the two matches with Hunter. Oh yeah, uh, I really he liked it after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like the documentary. I thought so too. I thought so too because uh, I know I have a special place in my heart for those matches, and I love those matches. But it's really cool to hear how much they meant to him, Sean, and Triple H, and hear like how like they kind of after a while like was mapping out this this continuing going story, um, and also just the ending like the uh, the hug at the end of the ramp to hear like them uh, uh, helping Taker walk out was all organic and nothing was planned because i think that's such an amazing moment and it's a great ending to that story that being and said though i can like uh discuss all all of those things oh yeah that being said though it was weird to hear uh take her get a little real because he was like oh yeah uh uh you know hunter you know paul he would you know switch back and forth like love him to death I, you know he's always there for me he helped me you know out he could tell when i was like needing some encouragement and everything but then he was like I don't know though. I kind of can't stand Shawn Michaels. I would love to get in the ring with him, but I can't stand Shawn Michaels. So I was like, hey. well, what, he, what he said. What he said was, when he was younger, he couldn't stand him, but as yeah. he got older, they became friends. Yeah, but, but it's yeah, no, just so funny to hear him say, like, everyone oh, yeah. has their own stories of Shawn Michaels, but you just don't think of Undertaker oh, being like, I can't stand that guy. Dude, everyone outside of the clique in the '90s couldn't stand Sean. I, I love him yeah. to death. He's my favorite wrestler. But in the '90s, he was an arrogant a-hole that was popping pills nonstop. So if he wasn't so high that he didn't know what he was doing, he was so confident that he didn't care if he uh, uh, ticked people off. He either didn't know yeah. or he didn't care. Exactly. That's pretty much that was Sean in the '90s. I want to be Sean in the '90s. Yeah, that would be great. Sean in the 90s. Walking <laughs> around telling everyone you're a sexy boy wearing village people. Oh. Uh, uh, well, you live that dream. I like, how, great. I, I like how they covered this only a little bit in the doc, but how everyone tried to get uh, Taker to laugh, get Taker to pop. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, because he was always the, such a yeah, character. Uh, Booker yeah. T. Yeah. Kurt Angle gave him like a kiss on the cheek before he like rolled out of the yeah. ring one time. <laughs> yeah, like, he did. 
Yeah, like no, I, I I like that too because that's that's one of those things that's like you assume stuff like that happens, but unless like you're at the house show that it happens, you don't know. And so it was cool that like that was one of their things is like he was always so like stuck in character that they were trying to make him break character and stuff. That is, uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. That man gets a gold medal for like the the most classic stay in kayfabe at all times kind of mentality i mean yeah. i know i know the guys yeah. back in like the nwa days and everything like there's several people who are famous uh uh what's his name uh i can't think of it right now but it's a very famous story uh involving somebody uh and rick flair and it was the plane accident and they actually like oh. faked their name and everything because they didn't want it to be known that they were on the same plane because they were feuding. I cannot remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, You'll probably remember. It wasn't remember. Steamboat. It was. Uh, I don't. I, I can't. I, wasn't I know the incident Steamboat. though because it was the plane crash where they were all okay. Yeah. But yeah. he I faked you his were name. Go with the fact that. Um, I thought you were going to go with the fact that Harley Race tells a story where he's like, "Yeah, I ticked a crowd off so much that after the show, a guy, a guy like stabbed me in my leg and stuff like that." It's like, oh yeah, I mean, you hear about stuff like that all the time. Mm -hmm. I think it's the uh... you almost died. It's like, yeah, I know, I'm good. I'm oh Harley, tap tap the the brakes. Who were the guys? Uh, I think they were like the Usos' grandfathers or something uh, that were like wild brothers or something like that. Like Wild Samoan, someone yeah, else. Samoan. Well, like yeah. their whole gimmick yeah. was like they were just these wild, you know, crazy dudes, and like they didn't speak much English, and they were so into it. Like one time they got pulled over with Hulk Hogan, and they refused to break characters. So they all went to jail, and I was like, <laughs> I, so everyone's like, oh, they just they they just never broke kayfabe, and I was like, no, those guys just hated Hulk Hogan. That's what that was. <laughs> they were like, oh, oh, we don't, Man, if we I just don't talk, we go to jail. Yeah, uh, apparently uh, they got pulled over, and Hogan had a uh, a gun in the car, and it was licensed. But like, you know, this back in the day, where like you can't just pull that up on their you know Rolodex and their their squad car to just prove that. Um, yeah. So they were they were asking the two uh, Samoan guys guys they were like, can you vouch for him? Can you vouch for him? But they were like so in kayfabe of who they were. They just did not speak any English whatsoever, and so they all ended up going to jail uh, while this all got sorted out. And that I was just like, <laughs> "Like they just wanted Hogan to go to jail? And like, Dude, we'll go to jail just to say we got Hulk Hogan thrown." That's there. that's what I'm saying. Like on the one hand, you're like, "That's good kayfabe," and then on the other, you're like, "That's somebody who really wanted to make sure that Hogan had a bad day." Now, did they cover this in yeah, the yeah. documentary where they had the incident on the plane? It was Vince McMahon and Kurt Angle. I don't know if they covered it in the documentary. No, no, no. It, the one where uh, Kurt Angle tried to, like, take down uh, Undertaker. Like, they were doing the prank war that they're always doing. And they tried to, like, oh, yeah, wrestle. Yeah, yeah. I no, think it, it was he was trying to wrestle it was Vince. Vince yeah, yeah, it was Kurt was yeah. trying to wrestle Vince, and it woke Taker up, and he just like did a Taker thing where he was just like, mm. and then he went right after Kurt Angle on yeah. the plane. He like was awoken from a deep sleep, and his first impulse was me grab Matt and kill. Yeah, they no, so no, they didn't cover that in the Taker documentary, <laughs> but that is a because great he was attacking his story. boy. Yeah, he was attacking his boy. Yeah, all he knew was someone's yeah. attacking my boy, and so he just woke up, beat the hell out of. Kurt Angle. That was the crazy thing. Like, even watching this documentary, watching uh, Taker and Vince's relationship throughout the entire thing, and then also him even mentioning yeah. the, uh, the StarCast incident, mm -hmm. where he signed up to do, like, autographs and whatnot, yeah. and didn't talk and Vince and uh Taker didn't talk for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, because like I think that. it was yeah. uh Taker and Kurt, I think yeah. were signed up. Yeah, and they, yes. they weren't really aware of why this was a thing. They were just like, Yeah, sure, we'll do it. And then they found out and like can I think they canceled last minute, but like it still hurt Vince's feelings yeah. a little bit. But yeah. I, th yeah, I think it's like go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say because Starcast was run by something different than someone different than AEW. It was yeah. just ran in conjunction with AEW. So I mean, it would make sense that they wouldn't know if they were being contacted by. I mean, Conrad Thompson was the one running it. If they yeah. were uh, contacted by him, and 
you know, he's just asking them to come to a wrestling convention and say that it was AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, like, there's a limit of, like, you know, uh, plausible deniability. But, like, with these guys, they were just like, oh, yeah, go to this thing. Yeah, sure, no problem, whatever. Um, But, no, like, I think the, the best way you can sum up Vince's, like, the, my personal, like, best visual for Vince and Taker's uh, relationship was when uh i think it was in episode five where he went to visit vince at his office and he was like oh he's not here (laughs) okay and they were like why don't you just wait in his office uh let me check and then like the lady checked and they were like yeah vince just says wait in his office and i'm like who would be just doing that just like oh yeah i'll just chill in vince's office to wait for him to get back from the gym that's just like that's the relationship they had that could do it i would think yeah, but the that's what I'm saying. Guy. Like, that's the yeah. that's the relationship they had. Oh, yeah, they how had... about like when like Taker was, I guess, talking to uh, the cameras, and then Vince just comes like right behind him and just like, Ugh! oh yeah, just yeah. oh, there was yeah, the yeah, one yeah, where yeah. he had like the real. Here's my guy. No, there was the one uh, where uh, he had just had a match or whatever, and he like walked back and he's like shaking hands and he gets toward Vince and he like punches the wall behind him and Vince just like, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he wouldn't do it, most, but it was uh, just he was just like boom. <laughs> I think the most telling moment of their relationship was uh, when the they were talking to different people and they cut to Vince and they asked like what does Vince mean to this company and even more what does it mean to you and Vince like just started like his eyes started like swelling up with tears and he was just and like then, no like I I can't do that I oh yeah, yeah like, no, that we're, was we're, we're, that we're was, not doing this in front of the camera yeah that was such a weird like we all have our different levels of like liking events i mean stories how he handles coming blah 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 like we're, we're not going to get into that you know depending on which facet of the mcmahon you look at you could have a different opinion of him the next day but yeah. that was yeah. a very humanizing moment when he asked me that question and yeah. you could tell vince was like yeah i can't actually like there's no way i could answer that question uh, Shut it off. So I, I, as as unfortunate as it was that I wanted to see Vince like break that that wall down that he has, like I also appreciated that like there are some things that even he won't like let out because yeah. he's like, no, that's too personal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I thought that, ask, that was really cool. Here's one thing I want to ask because you know we're all covering the documentary. Mm-hmm. The documentary is absolutely wonderful. If you haven't watched it, oh god, it's on go the watch Disney it. Network watch it it's fantastic it's like five hours of really great documentation of a guy coming to the end of his career like i'll put it to you this way if you're one of those people and i know they exist that's like no no not not giving WWE any any money all right just go make a dummy email and get your month if nothing else but to watch that documentary it is that good i'm not advocating for you to like do shady stuff but that is a definite like must watch. Uh, oh, do shady stuff. I don't eh, care. I'm never gonna advocate for shady stuff. I but. personally don't Ron care. promote the shady stuff. Ron I, is the shady I know stuff. He does. I am the shade. However, I am the dark. Here at slowly getting it back, babyface Aceville, we do not promote the shady stuff. Just go get a dummy email, sign up for your free month, and then immediately cancel. That's kind of shady to me. <laughs> Yeah, got, that, sounds, that seems very shady. I got news Ron, for you. excuse me. Hey, 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 give me a moment. Ron, uh, you seem to be Captain Shed. Did that seem shady to you? That seemed really shady to me. That seems incredibly yeah, shady I mean, to me. I don't, I don't understand. That's a good take, so. Jake. Dang! So. I know, I thought... Dang! Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Minute Thank marker you. 34 and 12 seconds, and... Marked. Okay, sorry. Wait, I just, I just had to uh, mark that for uh, no that? actual particular. Re- I just had to mark the time. Uh, no, for no real reason. I just wanted to mark the time. Uh, so anyway. Oh, okay. Um, you know what he did? He 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 had to write it down. Hey, this is a really good part of the podcast. I need to tell people to watch this part so that we expose how shady you are. Thirty-seven seconds and marked. Okay. So can we so, get to the last episode of that uh, of that documentary because uh, that was the I guess the the climax of this entire road yeah, that five, we were riding on with the boy. Five was re- oh real quick and I not to just cut you off but just just real quick 
Um, How dare! Real quick, uh, on episode four, can, can we talk about how in episode four, one of the biggest things with episode four was uh, a lot showing a lot of like what he does to get ready for matches. Because uh, everyone's like, oh, he only does once a year. Da, 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 da. Uh, can we talk like the the level of stuff that he does to get ready for a match? The the cryotherapy, oh, yeah. the, the leg treatments, like all this stuff for one match that just shows you like that's how dedicated the man is to making sure he performs at the absolute top level he's not just going to go out there and be a face and be a figure and just you know hey i'm the undertaker isn't it cool that i'm here like he is all about like 100 percent being there committed and putting on the best show he can and he will do whatever it takes to do that um so just before we move to way past yeah, four, no, no, I agree. that was one of the big things that I took away from four was just all that he does to, yeah. to make that happen. Well, that and also just like watching like uh, also his workout regiment, like how he would go to that little garage basically and like just like kill himself in like a hundred degree temperature uh, and just do all these crazy workouts uh, yeah, and just go through like a murderer's road just to make sure his conditioning is whatever he thinks it needs to be. Like, right. I mean, his passion and his like commitment is unquestioned, like yeah. in all that he does, even for just one match. Yeah. Because um, so, he yeah. always wants that one match to be like the best match he's ever done. He was chasing the dragon. Yeah. He wanted yeah. his retirement match. And if you yeah. felt like, oh, I didn't get it. It's, it's clearly because I, I didn't do something. So uh, mad props to him. Uh, but, yeah. but to get to it, because, you know, I don't want this to be a particularly long one because uh, we're only talking about the singular subject. Uh, yes, episode five. Uh, I don't know how long the other episodes are. I also assume they were five minutes or not five minutes, uh, an hour uh, or whatever. Uh, but like when I was when I was spooling it up. And I specifically saw that it was an hour nine. I don't know. There was something about the finality of looking at episode five at an hour nine. And you're just like, oh, this is going to be long. And it's going to be like tear, tear, tear jerking, heartstring, like, especially right yeah. there towards the end when even Taker himself starts yeah. to break down a little bit. Uh, mainly talking about his, uh, his brother uh, passing yeah. away. And Michelle talking about, I think it was her nephew or somebody. Oh, nephew. No, that was it. Nephew, a relative. I, I'm sure you're probably right with the nephew, yes. but uh, died in a car crash. Like WrestleMania for us is usually like you know, yeah, WrestleMania, and even this last one because you know it was quarantine edition. Uh, you know, we're all like, but it's WrestleMania, but it's WrestleMania, and it's just weird to you know sometimes take a step back and realize that like the best day for some is the worst for others, but they mm -hmm. still they still entertain yeah. and they still put on. Um, so it's super wild. But one thing that was really fun is finding out that uh, the Boneyard match 100% came from AJ, like, just seeing the opportunity and being like, I'm going to try it. He, he calls Taker up, like, that's so weird, like, yeah. calling Taker on. I've never seen The Undertaker on, like, a cellular device. Right? Maybe you, he still has rotary. I don't know. know. He you has know he's got to have head. one. You know yeah. he's got to have Well, that's okay. That's not totally true. They did mm -hmm. show him watching... Uh, watching AJ's promo on Raw on like an mm -hmm. iPhone, so we know yeah. he does possess one. You just never so see him it, talking it, on it. Weird that AJ Styles and uh, we got AJ Styles and Undertaker, and that is ridiculous. Never would we have thought like five years ago we would get AJ Styles versus the Undertaker. To me, what AJ the craziest Styles, thing. The craziest thing is that, like, that didn't come up from someone being like, you know what? It'd be really good if you fought this guy because he's a pretty good rising star. It was AJ going like, oh, he hey. wants one more match? <laughs> I'll do it. Hey, uh, Mark, this is, uh, this is, um, this is Alan. This is Uncle Alan. <laughs> this is you Uncle Alan. <laughs> hey, um, so, so I, I saw that you, uh, you, you're Got not the hell retiring. beat out of you. <laughs> and, and you want one more match? Uh, could, could I be that match? Could, could I do it? Really? I mean, pretty much that phone sure? call was the just the birth of AJ just going dibs. Oh no, a hundred percent that was AJ calling dibs. I really like that little like touch. Yeah, that he they just did it. Didn't 
that touch that they did at the end of episode four where like he's walking and then like they cut it by with uh taker going aj wait up a minute and it's like i see yeah, what you right. did there uh, uh one of my favorite things though is to watch is like after every match like uh michelle mccool was like oh no he messed up he's gonna have to redeem himself or like uh maybe this will be the last one and then it cuts to like him explaining that it's like yeah i had to talk to her about that AJ called me, then just cuts to Michelle McCool, and she's like, there's no one better do it. And he's like, that's not the response I expected. Yeah, because she's the like, entire yeah, time. That's really good. This be the last one. The entire AJ's time. AJ's really good. This, this can be it. This can be it. Yeah, because all the rest of the episodes, it's him going like, I think I'm going to go again. And she's just like, ugh. Okay, yeah. if it's what she want to do. But he goes, hey, I want to go up against like one of the hottest talents right now. And she's just like, yeah. And he's like, wait, like you're okay with this? It, it was the equivalent yeah. of going like i think we're gonna go skydiving and she goes like absolutely i was down for this and he's like wait hold on you're you're, you're cool you're michelle mccool i really think it, oh, it was 100 percent because don't say that how dare you that was a stupid joke um i really think it's 100 i really think it's 100 really percent because she was like, no, no, wait, wait, it is really good. AJ could give him a good match. He may actually retire. Yes, wrestle AJ. Yes, just do it. Although, yeah, just do it. It was it crazy to see that uh, that was not like what was in the plans. They were like, oh no, we'll just have a really good wrestling match. We'll just have a really good wrestling match. You know, I prepared for a really good wrestling match. And then when it got closer. Union yeah, tour. when the Backstreet Boys reunion tour, I really hate that they didn't refer to it correctly in the documentary, but that's okay. We all know it's the Backstreet yeah, they Boys reunion. <laughs> they called it some official sounding name or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was like a nice Yeah, we'll just tweet at him and be like, hey, uh, I noticed there was a flub in your documentary. Uh, somebody didn't edit it properly. I understand. Uh, but it was actually the Backstreet Boys reunion tour. Yeah, they didn't have me as their editor. Otherwise, you know, Ron, stuff would have got done. Ron, if you were their editor, you'd be watching episode one editing. right now. What are you? What are you saying? Are you saying I'm a slow editor? Is that what you're saying? No, that's you not take what I'm, that back. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. I think that's what he's saying, Ron. Fight! Fight! Okay. Fight! Say, kiss! Kiss! Technically, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna punch your kiss. Punch or kiss or kiss. I don't want to kiss Ron based on uh, previous knowledge, so hard pass there. Um, what, do you, what do you mean? I'm clean. I'm clean. You wouldn't kiss me? I'd kiss me. Uh, not like that. Not, not the way you. Not the way you kiss. Oh <laughs> we found out earlier how you kiss Ron, so. Look, it was a bad hand gesture. I don't understand. Can I just take it back? It Ron, based on that gesture, I have to ask. Based on that hand gesture, I have to ask. Do you kiss on the first date? No comment. Thank you. Um. Well, since we're uh. <laughs> Really? Um, since we're you know starting to wrap up, I'll just ask everybody, uh, what's your favorite moment out of the whole thing? I know you mentioned earlier uh, one that you really liked, Jake, but what would be, if you had yeah. to boil it down to one? Me first or Ron? Jake. Okay. Uh, I really liked. I really liked that. Uh, the the theme music during surgery. Um. I'll say, okay, based on something we hadn't uh, talked about, I'll say another one of my favorite moments was seeing how he gave back to the business. Yeah. Um, that Randy Orton match that was early in his career in SmackDown, sawing like all the bumps uh, Taker took for him, and then showing Taker going to NXT and talking to all the big men in NXT, and then uh, and and then like showing him working out with them. I really yeah. like seeing how at this age he is not afraid to come back and give wisdom he never was afraid to give wisdom he never was one of those guys it seems to you know cut people off to make sure he kept his spot he knew where he stood with vince so he was never worried about his spot so stepping out of line and help out other people i i really like that yeah, it, yeah. Back to, giving back to the business taker is one of the best kind of takers yeah yeah, I, 
think for me, uh, one of my best moments is actually everything leading up to uh, Taker versus Roman. Uh, just how everything went, and then how those two were just like chatting about everything, you know, trying to be cool and whatnot, um, kind of <laughs> learning from each other and what like to that, do. That, like that the initial, whole dinner, the, that initial thing that? where they were uh, like checking into the hotel. Yeah, he like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. you can't wait. You can't hold kayfabe for just one minute, huh? Yeah. But uh, also, I guess when like Roman and his wife were talking at the dinner table, and, oh, yeah. and Taker comes up and they just start chatting and chatting. I didn't know like yeah. they they were they were acting like boys, and that was that yeah. was cool. And they then everything like... leading up to the actual match where he did the uh, training, and then Roman afterward, like. How he just kind of after the match when he won, he kind of like sat alone for a little bit and he cried, just because yeah. that that was Taker. It's crazy because we all I can remember at the time we were all like very anti Roman uh, mm -hmm. because it happened, and it's just crazy oh, to think about. Live. Well, yeah, I know that. It was, yeah. I was anti Roman, um, <laughs> but uh, it's just crazy to think about the fact that like you don't. You didn't look at the other side of that. You were just like, ah, uh, they let Roman win. But then you also, like, when you saw that humanizing moment of Ro uh, Roman just being like, I know what he just did for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it, was a really, it was a really good touching moment of that to see, like, how much those two, what they wanted the match to be and, like, what the match itself and the outcome of the match meant to both of them. I feel that. So AC baby, yeah, good old baby face ace. What is your uh, favorite taker moment in the documentary? Uh, favorite taker moment. Uh, probably. It's not necessarily one specific moment. It was probably the entire time when he was uh, attending the WrestleMania that he wasn't in, and seeing yep. seeing that whole thing where he was just like. Every single thing he was participating in, uh, one I appreciate it because like it was him showing his, his little girl around, and she was like, "Oh look, oh that's so cool!" And it's that, that's got to be like the most amazing feeling to be like, "Hello, you know, child, like that's me. That was me back then. I wrestled him. Like that was. I wish you could have seen that. Like I don't know something about being able to show what you did prior to their existence." Uh, is humanizing, uh, but also just the way he was walking around, and you know, hey, you know, I I'm watching you out there, and I can't get out there, and you know, so on and such forth. Uh, I don't, him that being the turning point of him realizing, like, I I I cannot just wait out a WrestleMania like this. Yeah. Um. That was just really cool to, for him to be like, oh, you going out? Oh, and then there was the story of uh. When we find out that uh, Taker goofed and didn't bring his gear. Oh, yeah. And he had to, like, fly back, pick up his gear, <laughs> yeah. and then come back. Like, that's yeah, Vin, so weird. Vince was like, hey, we need you tomorrow. And he was like, oh, I don't have my stuff. And he was like, you don't have your stuff. And he goes, I'll be right back. <laughs> that is the most crazy, like, BRB. Like, BRB running back to my house. That's, like, miles upon miles upon miles away. Like where were they at when they uh, yeah. were doing that? Uh, it, it was a pay per view, right? It, it was the night after, or yeah. no, it wasn't the night after. Yeah, it was the Raw after Mania. Was it okay. the Raw? So yeah, was, uh, had to fly all the way they back. They were in like, New York. Yeah. He had to fly back. Yeah, that's insane. But that's he did insane. it. But yeah. he did it. But he also so, was beating himself up because he's always like, always be ready. But but was it on uh, yeah. WWE's dime? Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah. You forgot your gear? Ugh. Despicable. Taker, you need to go back. Well, go I back, get your gear, and I, help me out. <laughs> I, I just think, like, it's funny that he always brought it, and then the one time he did, and uh, he was like, yo, we need you tomorrow. And he's like, well, dadgummit, don't, don't you guys have a spare coat of mine lying around? Like, come on. Oh, one one more, one more thing that I really liked. Um, it was the whole kind of breaking kayfabe thing when AJ Styles, when he was cutting the promo on Taker, and he was like, "You're Mark Calloway. Uh, your wife, she's no good. But guess what? 
she's gonna run you into the ground oh yeah and i'm gonna help her like how, he, so, how real he made it <laughs> yeah and so taker he had to do something that he hadn't done in obviously a very very long time is break that and it's like hey i'm mark you're alan i'm gonna beat you senseless within an inch of your life don't talk to me like that boy and we so, saw all three versions of Taker. We saw, you know, classic yes. Spooky Taker. We saw American Taker. And then we saw Mark Calloway. Yeah. That was the one thing I liked because my whole problem with the lead into that match was that promo they did about the Unholy Trinity. He made it sound like he was bringing people with him. But then that documentary finally broke it down that no, no, it was, the, it was like three faces of Foley. It was the three faces of Mark. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I dug that. Um, so here's here's the question that I already had anticipated leading into this particular episode that we were going to film. And this is a question for you too. Um, do you think it will be this year? Or do you think it'll be like in the distance where obviously now that Taker is retired, they'll slap that boy in the Hall of Fame? Oh, no. my... I don't know. Opinion is this. If he is truly retired, he will go into the Hall of Fame this year. I don't know that he is truly retired. I mean, he more or less like straight up said it in every sense of the word yeah. right there at the end. Dude, in, in that documentary, how many times did he say, I think I could retire? Yes. And then later came back. But this is one of the few times where, like, he's said that, and then, like, it's been, like, news. Like, in the past, if something like that gets said, you know, in the wrestling world, we might be like, oh, is that, is that, is that you know, is he retiring? But, like, this was the first time in normal world, I guess, the news was saying Undertaker to retire. Yeah. I guess the only reason that it does seem like it this time is the fact that those deaths surrounding that last match, I could see that actually having a good match with those negative circumstances around it. I could see it made him revalue. Well, that's uh, yeah. Cause that's the vibe I got. That's the vibe I got that yeah. like all of those things happening prior to this match that he was going to do made him realize that he needed to take a step back. And that's, that's been my thought yeah, on of it. And that's how I feel. And that's why I say, that's how I feel yeah. like, like, yeah, he retired. I, uh -huh. I, I would definitely say though, if he, if he's retired, uh, he's going to the hall of fame this year. You this think year. So? You don't think there, like, that's more what I was asking. Like, let's just assume he's retired. Like, I understand your answer oh, that, like, if he is or isn't, but, like, let's just assume directly he is retired. Is it this year or, like, well, in the future? The reason I say it's this year, Edge got a career-ending injury, and the next year, Edge was in the Hall of Fame. That's true. And they, uh, Shawn Michaels lost a uh, career match to Taker. The next year, he was in the Hall of Fame. I think if, if they're not going to wait for Shawn Michaels and not going to wait for Edge, they're, they're not going to wait on Taker either. They're going to throw him straight into the Hall of Fame. Okay, I could see that. I could see I that. Left. I feel that. I feel you. I agree. Um, what do you think, Ron? Wholeheartedly agree. Like, yeah. if they did it for Edge, they did it for Sean. Dude, I'd be surprised that not the day after Taker's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Who retires and they're just like, the Hall of part. Fame. Yep. They, they just start, it's like a pop up shop. All of a sudden, you just hear gongs everywhere and everything's purple. And oh my gosh, that is a paradise. The. Just ra randomly, they're like, hey, for the first time ever, SummerSlam gets a Hall of Fame induction. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, aren't they going to get the Hall of Fame for SummerSlam this year, though? No. Because of uh, Backstreet Boys reunion, sir? Or that's not happening anymore? Uh, that... uh, they, they announced that uh, because of the Backstreet Boys reunion tour, SummerSlam's at the uh, Performance Center again. Oh, snap. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, okay. they just not... announced that a few days ago. That, yeah, they're uh, not ready to go they, live they, yet. I missed it. Okay. Which right, is well, good. It's yeah, good. Like it's upsetting that we still have safe. that. But... Keep people yes, safe. hundred yeah, percent. Keep people yeah. safe. Agreed. Agreed. So, other than that question, what was your favorite moment with uh, Taker in the documentary? What's your favorite moment with Taker in general? 
favorite like in general taker moment yeah because this is our hashtag thank you taker uh send off i guess okay thank you taker i i have a two-parter I have a, I have a very like for realsy serious one, and then one that uh, like just always sticks out. Mm-hmm. Um, the the sticks out one, which is more you know humor based, is when they were trying to get Taker to do the spin Rooney. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That that will always it's live wonderful. in infamy too to me is uh, Taker doing t- them trying to take make Taker do the spin Rooney. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of like serious, I don't like. Okay, I, I know what it is, and, and I'm just 100% going to claim bias. Uh, it was his WrestleMania 32 or whatever. I think it was 32. I hate numbers sometimes because they're, they're confusing. Uh, 33. 33. Yeah, the uh, one in 32 Orlando. Is Dallas. Yeah, yeah, the one in Orlando. Um, because it was, like, to me, the first and last time that we got to see, at the time, it was the first and last time we were seeing Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, in, in before... If you had if you had asked me before, uh, you know his comeback and everything like that, like that moment, I was like, oh, that's it. That I got to see Taker retire because you know he put his stuff in the ring and everything. Yeah. Um. So that that would be my moment, and there's I freely admit that there's a little bit of bias there because I was there to witness it. That's fine. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, mine's going to be a three parter. I know you asked for one. Um, We're all breaking the rules, don't worry. That's right. All right, so I'm going to go in order, uh, in chronological order. Um, Number one would be, they showed it a little bit on the documentary, but um, the video packages of him making the casket for him and Kamala's casket match. Um, Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, I remember as a little kid watching that, and, uh, like, they've already, like had like funeral parlor segments and stuff like that but just to see him like in this old rickety shack making those uh caskets i just remember was very impactful and just hyped me up to what is a casket match what is this what's going on um and i remember that being the first time that i ever truly got like sucked into the character of the undertaker um my second would be I still consider to this day as one of the most um, emotional, striking matches of all time, and that is Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy in a ladder match on Monday Night Raw. Um, just the storyline of Undertaker just beating the holy hell out of Jeff Hardy, and Jeff Hardy won't quit, and then after Undertaker wins, like him uh looking back at jeff hardy trying to stand up and going back in there and just like kind of hugging him and saying you did good kid um i thought that that was one of the biggest not necessarily taker passing the torch but him doing a match to make another guy look better um and then my number one is exactly said it's self-serving it's biased but it's uh undertaker sean michaels wrestlemania 25 it was uh, the first WrestleMania I ever went to. Um, Shawn Michaels was my favorite wrestler. Uh, it was, you know, being able to see a streak. The first time I was able to see one of the streak matches live. Uh, it was the most electric wrestling matches I've ever seen live, just from the atmosphere and everything else, and just how amazing that match was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those, those those would be mine. So mine are actually going to be two biases, two biases. So for the first one, it is the Undertaker Shawn Michaels match, uh, WrestleMania 25 in Houston, in Houston, I might add, Houston. So of course, you know, you know, I got, I got to be, I got to be that boy. But honestly, when it comes down to it, that was the greatest match I've ever seen Taker in. Like in a, I mean, I wasn't there. But, like, in a consecutive, like, form, that was by far the best use of, like, launching this amazing story that they were going to tell for four years. Starting from 25, then 26 with uh, Sean's uh, career versus streak match. Uh, 27 yep. with H wanted to be, like, the the big boy. And then 28 with End of an Era. Um, like, that, that's fantastic. Like, that, that speaks echelons of... Uh, that story going for four whole years and then yeah. oh and not to mention the greatest promo the year after 
where they play uh, Placebo's cover of Kate Bush's, uh, what's it, uh, Running Up That Hill. Like, it is fantastic. Best promo package WWE has ever put on. And it was a Taker, uh, Shawn Michaels match. Um, the next one, my second bias was WrestleMania 34, where uh, it was in New Orleans, and we saw Taker come back from WrestleMania 33 to uh, beat the hell out of John Cena. And that was fun, because there was some amazing moments in that match. Just when when Taker gets up, he does his usual like sit-up, and John Cena just goes, oh, Oh, oh yeah. you're talking Ooh. about when he was doing the five knuckle shuffle and he got up yeah. and like tripped over himself yeah. like oh, he's still alive. Yeah. 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 It's like, he is the boy. But yeah, I had to be biased because I was there. It was that was that was a moment. The moment that you heard that gong just like strike. Yo, that was that was great. Like you could hear you could feel everyone's breath at that moment go. Oh. It was it was fantastic. Of course, you knew it was going to happen, but you didn't at the same time. So, yeah. So those are my two moments. That those are okay. good moments. I appreciate those moments. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I think. Yeah, I think an hour has been a good amount of time to cover some things uh, as broad as it was. Uh, so our podcast yeah. is only one-fifth of the length of the Daker documentary. So if you can listen to five of our podcasts, you can listen to one whole documentary series. But definitely go back and listen to uh, you know some previous podcasts. We've got a lot of good things to say. And I would highly recommend if you're sitting around with nothing to do, boy, do we have a backlog for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, take a peeksy listen. Take a peeksy listen. See what uh, see what makes you feel good. Um, yeah, go back listen to your uh, what we thought of your favorite pay per views. Go back listen to the episode about the championship belts and how the podcast almost you know, like got destroyed over the fight that me and Ron had. One guy. I mean, what, it's, why it's, do you bring this up? I'm back from suspension. I don't understand why you always have to bring this up. I'm just uh, I I just want to tell the, the fans FCC it is the episode me exactly it is the episode that the FCC decided no Ron has gone too far, dude. I could go further than that. And speaking of going farther with my sort of speech, Ace, promote my podcast. <laughs> Can't say that when I'm taking a drink. Stop that. Um, no, absolutely. I don't, you know, we all joke about it and we all make fun of it, but you absolutely need to go listen to uh, Down and Dirty with Raunchy Ron. Uh, that is a very fantastic uh, podcast. I haven't listened to every episode, but I have piecemeal heard some here and there. Those are some really, really, because I think what I like the most about it is it, it's like very raw and real. Um, it's like, it's just two dudes, uh, sometimes a dude and a, and a dame just sitting there chit-chatting away about literally whatever comes to mind. You know, we have themed podcasts, uh, but the cool thing about Down and Dirty with Ranchi Ron is that uh, you, can, you can just listen to them. You don't feel like you had to know the story going into it, or you don't have to do any, like, pre-reading or anything like that. Uh, you can just, you know, sit down and ignore everything going around you and just listen to some podcasts. Uh, so that, that's... That's what I would recommend. Just go listen. After you listen to an episode of the Quick Pop Podcast, and you're like, man, that was really long. I'd like to listen to something that's not nearly that long. Go listen to Down and Dirty with Ranchi Ron. From what I understand, they're not nearly as long as our podcasts. Uh, so I would highly recommend go listen to those, my uh, boy. Uh, parental advice and oh, explicit I was, content. I was getting there. Highly yeah. parental advice. Uh, they are absolutely uh, backyard wrestling, uh, no rating, uh, because the it's, it's FFC. The of, uh, yeah. <laughs> he describes the uh, podcast as it can get, you know, down and, and, and quite dirty. Yeah, considering that the host's name is Ron Chiron, I think you should have an expectation going uh, in. Uh, I'm the best. Uh, yeah that's true um so yeah uh thank you for coming on uh ron jake uh bad take jake i should say i'm sticking with that that one was a classy call out so bravo to you ron um if you're listening to this and you're like oh you i want to see take ace earlier too you ain't gonna mention that are you no that was He's bad that was He's bad pun ace that's different um that's a concept yeah, that is very different <laughs> 
puns are horrible. Yeah. Do not ever give me a dad joke ever again, but or I mean, I'm it, gonna be. Uh, what? Well, I mean, it's uh, now that you mention I'm it, gonna it slap those, I'm gonna slap those nice and comfortable and very audible razor headphones off of your head, sir. You're doing my job for me. Okay, okay. Guys, I'm upset about this. I'm upset about this. Ace gets to uh, uh, pimp uh, razor headphones. Ace gets to pimp balls energy drink. Also about about balls and razors. Guys, I'm going to get sponsored by, by Manscaped. You heard it here first. Jakers for Manscaped. Jakers for Manscaped. Hashtag it. You know, Hashtag that, Jakers for Manscaped. Now that you mention it, with hindsight, I mean, it is 2020, but uh, with hindsight, uh, you're right. That was a bad pun. But you know what? It's 2020. Hindsight is is that. So, you know, there you go. Um, what are you going to do? Can I get sponsored by Zoloft? Please. Ooh. Yeah. I got like, oh, we lost Ace. He's gone. He's gone. Ace. Oh, Ace, where'd you go? Oh, gosh. He's gone. Okay. Down. Here we go. Here we go. This is the Quick Pop Podcast. This is this is Raunchy Ron, and this is also Jake and Bake. We we're new new episode. New episode starting now. So we're gonna talk about New Japan. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Make sure that you're following us on all of our social medias, including Twitter at Quick Pop Cast, Facebook at the Quick Pop Podcast, and Instagram as well at the Quick Pop Podcast. Any of those are great ways to reach out to the hosts of the show, and we'd love to talk to you as well. We are constantly speaking on current events and would love to hear your opinions on stuff too. So get in touch with us today. <laughs>